0: this episode, we're joined by my North Dakota brother, Lucas Psycho. So far this year, he has connected on not one, but two stud whitetails on public land. And today, he shares those stories. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The Nine Finger Chronicles podcast starts right now. Lucas Psycho, (laughs) my man how you doing buddy
2: (laughs) oh surviving man just i i'm coming out of the rut i'm about down uh, 18 19 pounds just (laughs) withering away just got into the gym this morning for the first time since since before rut started and yeah i was uh 205 going into the rut i got all beefed up and then uh yeah 186 now so yeah 19 pounds so, feeling a little bit light on my feet. <sighs> Got to put on that mask, cultivate that mask again.
1: <laughs> reps, boy,
0: buddy, get them <laughs> reps in.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know it.
0: I tell you what, I uh let's see. This week is the first week that I started hitting the gym again. I'm going to try to do this thing. And this sounds dumb, but because I, I never follow through with anything, but I'm going to try <laughs> to start hitting the legs hard right now and just try to carry it all the way through summer all the way to elk season and uh just just try to just try to grind out in the gym a little bit longer than you know waiting until july this you know to Mm. to, to start Mm -hmm. hitting it hard again and i just i want to see if that helps i want to see if i can mentally do it because you know as you know dude i mean you kind of went through a transformation a while ago where you lost a whole bunch of weight got serious about working out and uh I don't know. I'm not I'm not that kinda of guy who's gonna sit here and tell you how to work out, but I will tell you that if you eat healthier and if you work out you feel better.
2: Oh hundred percent, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's tough. Yeah. It never gets really easy either, you yeah. know, like the, the the getting up and going and you know, whether it's in the morning or after a long day of work, you know, and sometimes just you just all you wanna do is just chill, you know? Yeah. After a long day of work you just kinda wanna come home and eat a bunch of food and hang out with your kids and, you know, get stuff done around the house and need to be done. And then, yeah, there's some sacrifice too. People think that it's just, you know, ah, I just got to go, but, you know, time yeah. is money and money is time around here anymore, you know? So yeah. it's like, I think, I think if I could do one thing, I'd try to buy more time, you yeah. know? It seems like there's just never enough time for anything.
0: I hear that, man. <clears throat> I hear that. Well, man, you've, you've been having one, you have, I mean, You've had one hell of a season this year, dude. So are yeah, you are you yeah. pumped? Are you jacked or what? All right, everybody. I just wanted to let you know about a really cool opportunity with Exodus Trail Cameras. Uh they recently had a huge Black Friday and Cyber Monday deal, and they're going to extend that specifically for the 9 Finger Chronicles listeners. And uh, so, basically, what they're doing is, if you go to exodusoutdoorgear.com, dot uh, com, check out their trail cameras first of all, and uh, second of all, take advantage of this huge discount that they are extending for all of the Nine Finger Chronicles listeners. And the only thing you have to do is just go there and buy a trail camera or buy one of their public land packages, and automatically, no discount code, you're going to receive. 30% off your purchase. That's more than the regular Nine Finger Chronicles uh, discount that I hand out to all the listeners. But let me tell you, this, this company, their, their trail cameras are badass, first and foremost. They have a five-year warranty, which is unheard of in the industry. They have a theft uh, replacement policy where you, if your trail camera gets stolen, you can buy one for half off. So this company is badass, and they have uh, excellent customer service uh, that I've had to use multiple times. So take advantage of this 30% discount just by going and buying one of their trail cameras or one of their public land packages, and you can find that information on exodusoutdoorgear.com. And lastly, uh, everything else on their website, is 15% off by using the discount code B15, B15. And so that doesn't work on the trail cameras because the trail cameras in the public land packages are 30% off. But if you go and buy anything else on their website that is not a trail camera or a public land package, enter the discount code B15 and you're getting 15% off. So, uh, I would, uh, I would definitely take advantage of that. Now let's get back to the podcast. Man, you've you've been having one. You have, I mean, you've had one hell of a season this year, dude. So,
2: are yeah, you, are you yeah. pumped?
0: Are you jacked or what?
2: Oh yeah. Well, I don't even think it totally, totally set in completely. You know, I mean, it happened within six, seven days. Both my my bucks this year. You know, and you know, it all basically all started back in. You know, this summer, and I, me and my, me and my dad, we uh, we ran into a big group of bucks that were kind of just seeking some sanctuary and some high ground along the river, down uh, down in the river bottoms, that where I normally hunt, and uh, we kind of had some some high water, and, and the water just stayed super high off the off the river for like much longer than normal. And so I think that's why we, we happened to find, we happened to find a spot that had anywhere from 20 to 30, 30 bucks running around in a, a pretty small area, you know, yeah. in, you know 800 acres, you know. I mean, it was a pretty small area worth that many bucks, and they were all kind of centralized in the evenings and in the mornings kind of coming in, and, and really there was no egg fields where these deer were living. So it was really strange they were just living in a bunch of weeds and you know just I don't know I, I really would be interested to know if there was like somebody that went out there and figured out what all these deer were eating and and living off of and you know what it what it contained because there were some beast bucks out there and it was like without having any nutrition hardly at all as far as you know egg egg fields I yeah. mean it's kind of neat it's kind of neat it was like an all natural just all these deer just grew up, you know, this, this summer on just all natural, whatever grew,
1: whatever you know, all the
2: brows and all that stuff. So it was pretty interesting, but, <clears throat> but, uh, we happened to stumble across a couple of good ones and then, uh, ended up finding a really big one. And, uh, there was a couple of bucks down there that we, we were initially looking for and we ended up being wrong on on two both bucks that we were looking for we thought we'd found them and then we ended up being wrong and didn't find out you know uh that we were wrong until later on in the season here uh we thought we found a double drop time buck that we were after last year and we thought he just turned into a big non-typical just you know stuff going everywhere well it's just because we didn't we didn't see this this non-typical crazy looking deer last year so it was like we were like, oh well, maybe that non-typical. He kind of, he kind of had somewhat of the same kind of a frame shape, with kind of just extra stuff coming off him. And we thought, we thought we found him. Well, that was false because uh, my dad, my dad ended up shooting a, a coyote on a deer drive we did here in, in uh, the rifle season, and he ended up he ended up tracking that coyote back into the timber, and uh, he followed the blood trail, and he was. He figured, well, this is a hell of a blood trail. I'll just go find this coyote. And he tracked it way back into the timber. And oddly enough, and I mean, I was like, I don't even know what this, the odds of this happening were. But the buck he'd been looking for was this double drop time because he chased them all last year. Well, we thought we found him, but lo and behold, we didn't because he tracked this this coyote right up to this finger of, of brush along some, uh, some cattails. And this buck was bedded right on the tip of that finger and he followed the coyote out to that point and he just he he him telling it is is amazing cuz he gets all animated and shit but um he just he just he acted like something just like this mammoth come rising up <laughs> out of the cattail point and he's like the sucker just came out and he was like holy shit <laughs> i like, seen these two big drop tied and bug bulbs at the bottom and and uh so so he calls me right after. He's like, "That son of a bitch is alive, Luke." <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" The double drop. I'm like, "I know, I know he is," you know. And he's like, "No, we, we have, I found him," you know. And he was just, he was he was going nuts. If I could have recorded that, it would have been hilarious. So you found so,
0: all these. I mean, through through your summer scouting, you located an 800 mm-hmm. acre piece that was just stacked. With
2: yeah, deer. it was just loaded. And like I said, it was mainly because all this other ground and the whole, the whole, the, that whole end of the valley was just so. If it, if it wasn't water, it was three and a half, you know, two and a half feet of muck, mud, and you know, it was just nothing. It was just nothing. It wasn't anything growing because it was just underwater all summer, and so it was just a really weird, weird uh situation. And you know, it crazy enough, these deer where they were uh nobody could really see them like and the mosquitoes are so bad that a whole lot of people aren't going to really go out and really look in these in these hidden areas you know in the summer because i mean the mosquitoes are awful you know retards (laughs) maniacs like me (laughs) we uh we went out there and actually looked for some stuff and and ended up finding you know this just herd of deer that were just running running around crazy, and it was velvet everywhere, and it was it was pretty wild. And you couldn't see them from the road because there was like a there was like a big row of uh uh it'd be like like these big tall weeds. I don't even know what the hell they what the hell they were, but you know they were eight ten feet tall, and they were a few hundred yards off the road, and everything was kind of happening behind those all the deer. Right by the time they get outside of that. It was dark. So it was just kind of like a uh, hidden, you know, it was like a barrier from anybody being able to see anything from the road. So right. it was quiet, you know, the last three, four weeks of of uh, summer before season started. So almost all of August, uh, I was down there about every night with him. And he would, we did it super covert, man. We were sneakier than hell. Like, we didn't want anybody figuring out what, what you know, what we're watching or anything. Because this was and, on uh, public land, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was, he was, we were doing it really. I mean, I've never been as sneaky as this ever, but it was just one of those things that, like, <laughs> if somebody was to see these or somebody was to find it, it's like, this is all over because, you know, there'd be too many people trying to watch them and there'd be too many people looking, and it just had to stay, you know, nobody can figure out what we're doing. And so it actually came down to him dropping me off in, like, a ditch and at, in the evening. And I would run down the ditch, and uh, get a vantage point up in a tree or something, and, and actually watch what's going on back there from, you know, six, seven hundred yards, and got got quite a bit of footage.
0: <clears throat> Did you get got, any trail got cameras in there?
2: We we, I I really didn't want to even mess with them, and my dad kind of talked me into just letting him put a couple on one little corner. And cause I, I was like, I'm, I know what's there. I'm watching these damn things, you know? I'm like, and he, he, he could see them from a, from another spot where he would, he would sometimes sneak out and, and watch from a different point. But more than anything, we, we just played it. So, so sneaky and trying not to be, be caught by the public, you know, cause there, what was crazy is there wasn't a whole lot of people driving around looking either because, you know, a couple of I and mean, I'm sure somebody would drive down that road. And I mean, if you didn't get out of your truck and walk and climb up a tree or do something like that, you weren't going to see an animal. Yeah. And so it was literally like, well, it's not tip anybody off then, you know? Right. And so it was, it was, you know, and my, my buddies, uh, from behind the bow, Skyler, you know, uh, Curtis and Skylar, yep. they, uh, he 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 kind of he kind of made a joke. He's like, man, you're doing some special ops stuff. You're like sneaking out there. You got your high value individual HBI, and <laughs> <laughs> so so that that actually that actually trick trickled over to naming him HBI, the buck I was after. He's gotcha. just a big giant. I sent you pictures of him, and yep. and uh, big typical. Yep. And so you know, I just that dubbed him the name HBI, and that's what we've been calling him ever since. But but yeah, it was it was pretty cool, man. I mean. It was uh, it was exciting, you know. Every now and then, there was some pickups pulling in, and you know, I'm you know, hiding up in this tree, and they're like down below me. and They don't really know I'm there, and you can hear them talking. And it was <laughs> kind of silly in a way, but <laughs> but uh, so, it worked out. I mean, they were, you know, they stayed, they stuck, they and I didn't. We didn't want to blow them out of there. It was like, man, if these deer can stay there, yeah. come opener, we might we might have a shot at something.
0: And when is when was opener?
2: It was. Uh, august
0: 31st okay august 31st so yep you you located a big a big herd of deer in this 800 acres um you know i mean did you get close enough to identify i mean obviously you can tell that the racks are big through a pair of binoculars Mm -hmm. but just because it's a big rack in velvet doesn't mean you know i mean sometimes they can they can lose their gusto after the velvet comes yeah. off, right? So did, I mean, did you right. identify out of that 30, 30 bucks, how many did you identify going into the season that were of, you know, that you would put on your hit list?
2: Well, that one was so big that I had one on my list. Yeah. Like I, i when I looked at him, and then I looked at him well enough that and I had some footage, I got some good footage. I snuck in close a few times, just just not close enough to where I would get busted. you know I'd play mm-hmm. the wind and and uh I kind of knew what they were liking to do and so i I kind of played it so where they'd come out and they'd filter by, and you know when they'd come out and they'd kind of work down the field, and they'd kind of go to a like a little funnel point of like weeds. And I would, I kind of would catch them getting closer to me at that kind of right at that middle range before they kind of moved out um, into the into the actual. I don't know. It, it was like I said, a lot. A lot of it was underwater so long that there was a lot of will, new willows growing and new new cottonwood trees and stuff like that. So I don't know if they were just eating a bunch of young growing trees and and stuff like that. But before they would work out into the more wide open where people could see them towards dark, and uh, so I would just catch them. You know, in that in that point in that mid range, and and uh, I got some really good footage of him, man. And and uh, you know, talking to a couple of my close buddies and stuff, it was, you know, in velvet he looked ridiculously big. Uh, you know, of course, and you know, some some guys were like, man, that thing is like pushing 200 inches and stuff like that. And yeah. I myself never thought that, but you know, just people saying that, I'm like, yeah, this that kind of backs up my idea of man he is he is something you know he is definitely something that I might not ever get to chase in a long time you know so I kind of I kind of took a break from the whole picking a deer out you know a single deer and and going after one on public land because it could be such a a letdown you know yeah it's it's so tough mentally and and all that I mean I've been crushed several times doing that you know and just you know, by I don't know how many th- how many things can go wrong. You can just go wrong so many ways. It's just like, ah, I don't know. It can be not fun. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, you get way. frustrated. I mean, if you start, yeah. if you say I'm only after this one particular buck, next thing you know, you got a buck that's just, and I don't want to say just a little bit, but still, a really high quality deer comes by, and then you maybe pass them, and the next thing you know, you're you know, I did that back, you know, maybe five or six years ago when I was hunting that buck shipwreck, right? I was passing, yeah. these, I was passing these deer that mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I had no business passing, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I, I was just so focused on this one deer, and I don't want to say I regret it, but yeah, you know, my wall would probably look a little different today if I didn't pass as many quality deer.
2: Right, right, and you know, I mean. I took a lot, I mean, I thought about it for for a while, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, it just kind of always came back when I'd be sitting there thinking about the season after watching these deer and stuff, and it just came back to that deer every time. It was just, I slowly became infatuated with him. Everything you did, everything, the way he moved, the way he acted within the herd, you know, like, just everything about him just attracted me, you know, and so it was like, you know what, it's time I think I play the game with one, you know, it's been a while, so you know i was like i oh, don't see if i see if see if i can actually put it put it all together you know see what see yeah. if i got what it takes to to get to actually do it you know it's been a while so
0: so uh, when so you located this big group right they weren't moving they weren't going anywhere you know throughout mm-hmm. the summer and what would you say august 31st was the, the season opener yeah so why don't you talk to to us a little bit about about what your, what you did so far or what your goal was or what your plan was going into the season to mm-hmm. try to isolate this deer and and put yourself in a position to have a shot at him.
2: So so the whole time watching, I mean every every night it was always, especially the last week and a half of, of watching them, it was, it was, it was always based on, all right, where is my kill point? Where's my intersection point? Because with all them deer, it was going to be super, super tough. You know, there was, it wasn't just them, all them bucks. There was a whole bunch of does. I mean, there was just a pile of deer over there. there was, you know, sometimes we count over 40 to 50 deer, you know, a night. And it was just in, in a small area generally, you know, where they were all congregating and feeding and in, in the evenings. And so it was, it was going to be really tricky, you know, and then, uh, it came down to the only way to do this is going to be from the ground because there's there's no trees there was just it was a bunch of new growth stuff and like i said a bunch of weeds and where they were coming out was just a bunch of willows it was like a big willow bar it wasn't there wasn't really a big timber line you know and big timber they were living in it was just they were living in just some some, like a big willow bar it was yeah you know there's just no trees and so it was it was going to be tricky just based off of that, and I knew that if we're going to do it, we're going to do it do it from the ground. And so, the night before season, <laughs> I got a I got a video of him coming out of that out of that willow bar. He was the first deer, first buck that showed up that night. And I'm thinking, all right, this is the night before season opens. He came out, sun's beaming on him. He comes running across, kind of towards me. I get some gorgeous footage of him running in the sunlight. And uh, he kind of just moves off, and he you know, feeds his way into the, into some tall weeds, and it gets dark, and I'm like, all right, that that solidified where I need to be. And the whole idea was, I'm going to just try to sit basically in the middle of where these deer like to go. They like to go to the north. They like to go to the south. You know, it's just, there's no rhyme or reason. You, just, you know, I just, based off of all those times watching them, it's like, well, 40% of the time they go this way, and then... You know, another 60% of the time they're going this way, whatever. And then sometimes, you know, they do just really completely random stuff. But I was like, I just want to be in the middle, have a camera guy on my, you know, on my back. So if he comes out somewhere down the line, I can get up, move, move down, cut him off, whatever I got to do, right? So <laughs> opening night comes and uh, I get nestled into that big weed patch that's basically like a big barrier. From uh, from anybody being able to see in there, and uh, they can't see me either because I'm on the opposite side of it. And uh, <clears throat> so we're sitting there, and everything's happening like just perfect. Deer coming out, nothing's getting super close to us. Nothing's coming. You know, it was a great wind too. I mean, it couldn't have been a better wind. And so, in that case, it was it was kind of giving him some w- a good good uh, good wind so that he could come into the kind of quartering into the wind. But as long as he didn't kind of cut super straight to myself, he wasn't going to win me before I could get a shot. Realistically, he wouldn't get a, get, get past me without me getting, you know, a shot, you know, anyway, with the win that we had. So everything's moving. Everything's happening good. Just a few bucks come out, and a couple really nice bucks come out, and they come within 10 yards. And, you know, more and more bucks start pouring out. I mean, it's turning just a ridiculous evening of you know, bucks running around everywhere. The footage is crazy, and and uh, that night nothing shows up. No, he doesn't show up, and so we snuck out of there. Got out of there perfect. That was the one thing I was worried about too. Was I don't know how the hell we're gonna get out of there once we're in there, you know, and without blowing everything out of there. But because were they working their way,
0: it. were they working their way past you, and then
2: yeah, okay. So they were kind of coming out in front of me. So we were kind of, I was on like a big weed line, about 200 yards ac- across from where they were actually coming out of the willow bar. And so they'd come out and they'd feed out and they're in whatever the hell that, them grasses and weeds all are that were they were in, and they would they would generally kind of work their way towards the north and 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 kind of come within bow range of where I was sitting, you know. And that's kind of what I was hoping was going to happen, which happened, but not not my not the buck I was after, not HBI. Yeah. and so what happened was a lot of them kind of filter in and had a northwest wind and they all kind of worked to my north and then I was able to just slip out of there with my dad when both me and my dad were sitting on the ground in there and and uh we were able to slip out on you know no nothing seen us nothing went blowing nothing went running and we slipped out of there and I thought all right well we got away with that one we got another chance tomorrow and uh we got back out there the next evening and We decided uh, my dad go sit down towards the south end of this big willow line, and I'd sit down towards the north, just a little further up north from where we were the night before. So instead of sitting in the middle, we both just kind of like, "Hey, you take that side, I'll take this side." You know, one of us is going to get a shot at something. You know. Yeah. And uh, that that night turned out to be just, just, I mean, a little bit even more crazy. We seen even more bucks that night, and had some come right on top of me. I had a I had a buddy of mine sitting in the weeds like 15 yards behind me and he was elevated. He was kind of sitting on a stool so he was up higher. I was down on my knees and the right on the edge of the the weed line and so he was going to be able to film me with the deer and everything out in front of me and it was just going to be a perfect perfect uh angle to film from and had him all ghillie suited up. I mean, you couldn't hardly see him in there. And he was a 7 foot dude, so he was it was a perfect filmer, <laughs> film guy for that situation because he was comfortable being up that high. He didn't have to move. He just got all he had to do was sit there and move, slide the camera back and forth. You know, it was simple. So I was like, this is going to happen. It's just too perfect. And uh, had, you know, buck after buck come within bow range, had passed up two really, really nice bucks. One is just like just a stud 5x4, I mean, 145, 150 incher, you know something up around here that's you just don't do that you just don't let stuff like that go you know yeah. generally but you know i had really no problem with it i had thought it was awesome I had it was a freaking you know you get that close to those deer with 10 yards and uh having them right there and uh letting him go by is just one of those things like that's just as good as killing them in my book it's just it's just being that close is, it's yeah. incredible, you know? So,
0: remind us what date this is by right now. So,
2: that would be the first.
0: So, that was the first. hundred,
2: yeah. So, all this went first. down
0: in a span of two days.
2: Yeah, two evenings. Two yeah. evenings. Yeah, it, yeah, two evenings, and it was, you know, I mean, everything was happening, right? I mean, the situation, the spots we were sitting, it was, all the bucks were accounted for except for him. Yeah. And, and you know what? <clears throat> the damn deer... Ended up figuring out that he, I, I'm pretty sure he came trotting out of them willows that night, and he he actually moved. I don't I don't even think he was even in that stuff anymore since the night before season open. I think the night before season open he came running out of there, and it almost like he has had like some kind of an intention of when he came running out of there. It was it was really weird. He he just did something that he just never does. And I was just like, what is he, you know, I thought it seemed strange and I didn't really notice, you know, at the time that it was, you know, that maybe he was leaving that, that piece of brush yeah, and actually move into where I caught up with him in the next few weeks on right. trail camera. Okay. So, you know, hunted around there for the first three, four, four nights and, uh, mornings were just completely, you know, out of the question. There was no way to even do it, you know? And, uh, just, you know, when you're hunting a particular deer, you you do everything about as, you know, super non-invasive as possible, possible, you know, you just, you're always on the edges. You're, you're never really getting to dive in until, you know, like, all right, it's kill, you know, which was kind of how we hunted the beginning, you know, is, you know, if I'm going to kill this deer, I'm going to kill him now, you know? Yeah. But then once he wasn't showing up, then it was like, all right, now I got to kind of reevaluate how the hell I'm going to do this. Got to see if he's still here. Find him and, again. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I have a feeling that he never even stayed over there. Like I said, because it wasn't just a couple weeks later. I I got pictures of him, kitty corner to the stuff that he was li- hanging out in all summer, and I, you know, I moved back to his pretty much his home his home territory, you know, which is only a quarter mile away. Yeah. You know where he's been living the whole rest of the year now, where I've been hunting him and uh so that 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 changed the whole the whole deal was um once once he disappeared there was it it didn't take long for a couple of i think a couple people ended up finally going and hunting them areas where where we've been seeing all them bucks and everything started to scatter and dissipate and pretty quick there was less and less bucks you know visible and and uh dad was you know hunting the same time and so we just stopped seeing about as much movement and and as what we've been seeing all summer and pretty quick we were back to square one we're like all right now we have got to figure all this out again yeah and uh so
0: between you know, between your hunting pressure and the hunting pressure of others on this piece of public it sounds like whether the word got out or people just went about their normal hunting routines people started yeah. to see holy shit there's a ton of deer in here and then that pressure led to their dispersal And so Mm -hmm. let me ask you this, you're hunting this specific buck. We don't even like, tell, tell the people out there, just describe him. So we know what we're looking
2: at. He's a, he's, he's a typical, he's a typical seven by six, almost seven by seven. And he's straight up. I mean, he's probably 20 inches wide. I mean, I'm sure after seeing him hardhorn and everything, I'm sure he would have gone 170, 180. Yeah. And uh, just a gorgeous deer beams. This one, you know, they loop straight out towards the nose and then actually curve back in towards each other. I mean, just the epitome of what a a big buck that you want to put on the wall. Like, yeah. just something that you want to take. It's like what we always kind of think of and you dream of is this like, man, that thing is. It's got everything. It had mass. It had stickers on the bases. I mean. Yeah. For me, I, I like a typical deer, you know, I, I just do, I always have, I've always kind of just, you know, somebody shoots a really big, solid 10, just straight clean 10, heavy, tall, lengthy. And like, <clears throat> I think those things just, I don't know, they're gorgeous, you know? And, uh, so, you know, we, we picked him, we picked him up, you know, like two, three weeks later, you know, in this other timber. And I started dissecting that. and I, that I, I basically in, started on the edge.
0: Was that was in that, October
2: by now? No, that would have been in September.
0: Okay, so late September, okay.
2: Yep, 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 mid to late September. We, I finally, I, I had a feeling where he went, you know, and I just had to start spreading some cams around. And then I'm starting to see a few people running around now, some more cameras and, you know, tree stands and blinds popping up. But uh, it wasn't too heavy at that point, and I was super careful with all my cameras i got them up high you know 10 12 feet, uh, you know out of the general angle of people walking through there so they can't just like look right at your camera you know i i just i played it super safe man i'm i'm you know i mean i went all out just kind of lunatic on this one and <laughs> i was i was i was constantly thinking like somebody's going to catch on to this deer and then it's going to be over you know there's yeah. going to be a pile of people in here and and eventually did, and I knew it was going to happen, you know, just because, you know, there's enough cameras and enough people, and it's a generally uh, heavily hunted area, you know. Right. And so I kind of, kind of knew the clock was ticking, you know, before everything kind of went to shit. And I was really going to have some problems, you know, with trying to hunt this deer with people doing what they do, you know. I mean, there's public land, you're going to see it all. I mean, you're going to see... People sitting tree stands, time after time after time, with the wrong winds, and you know, and walking in there at the wrong times to check cameras and and do all kinds of stuff, just walking around even sometimes. So I, I knew there was that was all coming, and I'm like, man, I got to get it done. I got to get it done. And so finally, uh, I actually went in there and hunted that area before I got pictures of him, because I had a hunch. I was like, I don't think he's over there anymore, and uh, I just figured for a deer that really wants to seek shelter and cover and be safe. I figured he's going to go over to this big block of timber. He's just, it's too thick, it's too big. There's a whole bunch of water out there still kind of in some different areas. And there's a lot of nice points where you could bed and it was just perfect habitat. And so I just had a hunch, you know, and so I'm hunting around back there and little did I know I was actually on the right track without even getting a picture of him, Cause when I ended up getting a picture of him. I was, I mean, I was right there. I mean, he, he was there, but he wasn't moving until, you know, two or three in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, he already went right back to that. He, he, he's an old, you know, he's a big buck, you know, smart. He knows what's going on. He went right back to that, that old, all right. And being haunted. it's time to be dumb, you know, I'm going to start moving all at night. Yep. And, uh, so I get pictures of him, and. I basically play it pretty safe, you know, I'm, I'm hunting all, all kind of, uh, crosswinds where it's semi good for him, but it's definitely good for me. If, so he could, he could actually, I, I kind of planned it so that if he showed up at, it was too late or something, I was going to have to wait for him to leave. And that would actually be a possibility, which that never happened to me on any of the evenings that I was hunting. And I was kind of nervous to try to sneak in there in the morning, early season, because, well, at that point, I didn't feel like it was necessary, you know, because yeah. I really didn't have him pinpointed where his bed was. And I just kind of, like I said, the plane is safe, like the whole way, you know, yeah. I'm just trying to hunt him, but also hunting the edges, keeping the wind perfect, never screwing around, all entrance and access is, you know, your exits and everything are perfect. And, uh, if there's one thing like, like I, I, I learned more about this year just from hunting this deer was just how well I could actually access this place that I was hunting this deer in a whole bunch of different ways. Like I, I had to get creative, you know, I was, I was dragging kayaks and throwing them into this two and a half feet of water and, and canoeing way up these channels and then making a big circle and just doing all kinds of weird stuff. And then I eventually started coming off the river after I kind of figured out where he was bedding. And, and, uh, then I ended up once the river started to freeze up and it was getting colder and, I ended up making a big long. I mean, I walked. I don't know, so many miles just trying to get in on this deer. It was almost mile and a half, two miles to most of my sets, you know, one way, you know, Man. each night. And so it was, but it was the only way to do it, you know. Right. I mean, there was there was just you couldn't do it any other way. If you were going to kill him, you just that's what you're going to have to do. And I knew that. And uh, so I'm I'm picking my way through. It's getting to be mid mid to late October and I finally figured out where he was actually headed. Like, it's kind of funny. My, my onyx, my onyx map, it started, it's kind of funny to look at it because I, I started with like maybe two pins in this, this whole big piece I was hunting and now there's like 70. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of funny. Like when I finally figured out where his bed was. It kind of starts out wide out by the out by the where they exit the timber, and then it kind of dwindles down. It comes down, then it comes down to a point, and then I'm like, "There's that's where he's at. Like that's where he's moving through." And so it was kind of funny to just kind of see me kind of just looking at the map, and you can kind of see how I worked my way into where I was. It was kind of cool right. to look at it that way. And so when I finally figured that out, I uh, I went in there with my dad one morning and uh we set up and uh you know i thought for sure like this is the spot like all of his all of his the tracks and in you know with with that timber being as wet as it was as late as it was it what it did was leave a whole bunch of sign as far as just tracks go right like i could track this deer like i knew what his track looked like because taking, with with pictures i was able to see where he got he, he was like the last deer through on a trail one time before i checked my camera yep. and i actually went and looked at his track and i'm like all right i got it i know what your track looks like and i was able to keep finding his track and i was basically just tracking him down like all right he's using this trail and i'd kind of move a little deeper and they come to a y all right he went this way here's his track he's going this way and so that's kind of how I worked my way deeper and deeper into the timber. And I started to get way the hell back there. And it really surprised me how far back he was going early season, which just seemed kind of crazy. Like, generally they'll just stay as close to, you know, where they're going to feed. And uh, this deer actually, you know, hunting him through the whole season, it appeared that this deer hardly was past. I guess mid to late October, it didn't seem like he was heading outside that timber much. It seemed like he was just wandering around in there. Cause he I'd get pictures of him going completely opposite direction at like two, three in the morning and never have a picture of him, you know, going out towards the fields and the you know, I guess basically the weeds. Yeah. And so it was it was really weird. And I think them deer kind of I think they're adapting down there in that in that piece of timber in that area down there. Because it's been flooded for so many years, time and time again, I just think they're starting to figure out that mm, well, we, just, we got everything we need to eat in here. Whatever, you know, like yeah. if I don't got to go out there and be with all them crazy assholes trying to kill me. Why do I? <laughs> why, why do I do that? Right. So, <laughs> so getting deeper and deeper, it comes to uh, when I, that morning with Dad. It was a good, good hunt. I passed up a, a stud four by four. He comes walking right in. And my heart about stopped when i seen that deer coming cuz it's just every deer i would see in that timber was going to be him you know it's yeah. <laughs> just that every deer you hear walking everything you hear every stick you hear break it's like okay here he is here he is you start freaking yourself out <laughs> a little bit and uh you know it gets it, like you said it wears on your on a guy mentally yeah. you know i mean you, every you just you feel like it's after months of hunting I mean, you just feel like man Oh, if I could just get one look at this deer, it'd be cool. <laughs> you know, so, just a glimpse would be nice.
0: So let's fast forward to the first encounter, because it sounds mm-hmm. to me like you basically were just running, gunning through this specific, you know, after you lost them in September, you found him yeah. again in October, and then you played cat and mouse yep. with him for a while. You got trail camera pictures, yep. but you didn't have any sightings. And then you started mm-hmm. moving your way in, to this specific section of this public ground why don't you right. why don't you talk to us about the first in the first encounter and then yep. you know just a, a little bit about uh you know bouncing back and forth with this buck
2: right on so so where me and dad set up that morning had that nice buck come through uh you know it was a good hunt just just nothing you know neither one of us had had a shooter you know he was basically looking for a different you know one of our other bucks and he would have shot definitely shot the one i would have been after you know yeah and uh so we we hook up after the hunt and i'm talking to him they're standing by the tree and i'm like man this is the spot you know i'm like i'm just looking at it and i I keep telling him like this is where it happens dad like this is where i can kill him and and so after it got light because we did a whole we come off the river it was literally haven't been in there it's dark but i had a good idea off of memory i've hunted back there years ago and i kind of had a good layout of where deer generally like to move and so we're talking and i go i'm going to move this stand right now and i'm just going to leave the damn thing i said I, I i looked at this tree while i was in my tree this morning and i said i got to move this tree stand that's that's where it's going to happen i'm going to get an encounter with him right there and he's like all right all right." so we moved that set up a trail camera that i brought with my backpack you know well off the side of the trail so if anything you know if he ever shows up or anything and like I was super careful with the with this guy I just I didn't want to tip him off one bit you know and so I set the camera up wasn't going to get great pictures but it was going to get me identification pictures you know that's about it it wasn't going to do anything good for getting me anything you know to put on the wall as a cool picture you know it's going to get probably a blurred picture of oh there he is that's him okay that's that's all I wanted to know yeah and uh so we set that stuff all up, and we leave. I go back to work for the week and uh it comes to it comes to one of my four day weekends. It would have been a Friday, and I think it was I think it was the twenty sixth of October I don't know, it might not even been a Friday, whatever the Friday is around the twenty sixth of October somewhere around there, but uh, I knew it was a Friday because I was like I think the best time to hunt was going to be a Friday morning or a Thursday or a Wednesday yep. because the weekends were just getting hammered so hard back there. I was like, this deer just freaked out, you know, for date, for a few days and then they'll finally settle down. I kept kind of seeing that pattern. So that Friday morning, I, I was like, wind's perfect. I'm going back to that tree stand. I preset and I, I just got a feeling it's going to happen. So I, I, I get snuck in there. I uh, took the boat up the river and, um, Got all set up, climbed up in the tree, and I just had a feeling that morning. I was like, this is perfect. It's got to happen. It's got to happen, man. And uh, I'm sitting there. It's about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. It's about 15 minutes before shooting light, and I thought I could hear something. I'm like, "God, it sounded like something coming from back into the timber that way. I'm like, yeah, it sounded like something. And pretty quick, I recognize that's a deer walking. Yep, that definitely that's a deer walking. And I'm like, all right, all right. There's a deer moving my way. So I get all my shit ready. Camera's on, everything's good. I look at my phone. And by the time that deer is approaching and, and getting a little closer, I kind of looked and I'm like, all right, illegal shooting light. Yeah, it's like 10, 11 minutes out yet. I see some movement come around. A, a point of trees straight out in front of me. And the deer kind of stops, and I could hear the antlers tickling in, in some limbs, you know. And I'm like, all right, this deer's gonna make a scrape or do something like that. And uh, I seen him put his head down, and I got my binos up, and I'm looking, and I can see his ass, and I can't quite see his head yet. And he takes a step back to to start scraping on that on the ground, and I see his his, his rack turn, and I can see between two cottonwood trees, I just see a picket fence, like just points, just straight up all over and instantly oh shit
0: you knew who it was
2: yeah instantly instantly dude there was no question i'm like oh gosh here we go here we go but i'm thinking too early too early just hang back hang back he's at like 75 yards and i'm like just 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 mess around for a while you know i'm thinking it's getting where you can see with your eyes you know it's getting to that point and i got all the settings on the camera i'm starting to adjust settings on the camera to pick up extra light and uh I am looking at I looked at my phone one more time, right before he started to actually move my way, and it was like six minutes. And I'm like, oh, God, he's coming in. And he comes in. He stops at 20 yards, and he's quartering to me. And he just stands there. And a piece of mud fell off my boot. Didn't get my boots totally clean. And it just made him stop and basically just stare. You know, it, it hit the leaves in the ground. And I was like, oh, God, he's standing right there. I mean and there was a standoff, it almost like, it almost could have worked, like, if I could have maybe just knocked a few more chunks of mud off my boot, just to get the deer to stand a little longer, it maybe would have worked, but, uh, so he, he kind of shrugs that off after about a minute or two, turns, and he's broadside, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could just smoke him right there, he kind of comes around, and he stops again, he's looking around, and I'm kind of trying to time it in my head in a way, I'm like, gosh, is it, there's no way it's There's no way it's legal yet. There's no way it's legal yet. It's all I could think. And he kind of turns and he walks away from me, goes around a tree, and then he comes and hooks around. He's coming like back towards me. And I'm like, oh gosh, he's going to go right to that trail that the week before when I first set that spot where I set up when my dad was back there with me, he was going to walk right down that trail I was basically set up on that morning. And that other buck came right underneath me. So I'm like, all right, perfect. He's going to cross it 22 yards. And. I started looking at my pin and I'm looking at, looking at my camera and I'm like, gosh, it's just, it's just, I just couldn't convince myself it was legal. You know, in my head, I was like, I can see him. I can kill him. I know I can kill him. I'm I'm right here. I can see my pin, the camera. You can see him on the camera. Pretty decent. You know how cameras are. They don't pick up as much as your eye does, Yeah. but, and I'm like, gosh, I just don't know. And he comes in and he stops. And he's at like 22, 25 yards right there, and I was trying, I was like gonna try to dig my phone out, and then another piece of mud fell out of my boot while I was wiggling around, and then he stopped, and he turns, and he looks my way, and I'm like, I basically am kind of like in a panic now. I mean, I'm like, I don't know if I can shoot this deer, and then in all the hesitation and not knowing, because I just didn't want to have this giant buck shot in public ground with a guy that always films and not have footage or have this weird footage of it being super dim or, you know how people, they, you know, the wolves, you know, come after you. when you, Anytime you shoot something that's, you know, not the norm, Yeah. you know, people are always questioning shit like that. So yeah. in my mind, I'm like, I don't want anything to be questionable whatsoever with this animal, you know? And so in all that hesitation and all that stuff and questioning whether I can shoot, he turns and walks off straight away and i'm going oh my god i i, I literally got to watch this deer walk away and as he gets about i don't know 10 steps away i dig my phone out and i'm trying to get it to i'm trying to get it to show me what the time is and in a panic i just wasn't getting it turned on and he stopped and he looked back and i'm like oh shit and he's looking at me cuz i could still get a shot off you know if he was to turn broadside at you know 35 or 40 and so I didn't want to screw up and he turns away and he walks and I watch him walk and I'm like, all right, let's get this phone out. And it was literally like right on the dot for shooting light, like right on the money. And I'm like, oh my God, just put my phone away. And I'm at that point kind of scrambling to see if I can get a shot and he's, he's gone. He's walking away. Yeah.
0: This it is was, this it was is crazy dude. because
2: it's torture. Is torture just talking about it? <laughs> not a lot of guys like, would have
0: done that, man. I mean, no, no, and
2: yeah, I know they would have I taken a
0: shot. You know, I, I, don't. Yeah, I mean, if especially if you're, if it's a question, right? In a scenario like that, yeah. most guys would have taken the shot and just rounded up and said, "Hey, dude, that's close enough to shooting light. I can." It, it right. may not be crystal right. clear in your sight. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, you knew exactly how big this buck was. It's a rarity. Yeah. And, and now, and now you had an opportunity that due to, I I, I guess, good judgment and good ethics, you let him walk. All
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, so that sucked. Was I, was I, was I, you know, I mean, it was, it sucked, you know, it sucked to watch him walk away. Yeah. But on, you know when I think back on it, I'm so glad I didn't shoot still. I'm still so pumped that I didn't shoot. Like, even though like I've had a lot of people, I'm almost, nobody has told me that seen it or heard about it or seen the footage or anything. Nobody has said that they wouldn't shoot. Nobody, not, not one person. And there's some pretty ethical dudes I've showed. They're like, dude, I, that's too close. Like, that's too close. They're like, whatever you can't. And I'm there, you know, everybody's like, I would have shot that sucker in a heartbeat, you know, and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, you know. I get it i get it but i don't know i'm weird like that too i i i'm not i'm not necessarily like the, the norm you know right. i'm just not i do things differently and i look at things a whole lot differently than a lot of people and you know i'm just i know i know for a fact i shot that deer and if for some reason i wasn't happy with the footage or something and i didn't put the footage out or if I put the footage out, I just knew there was going to be the hounds were going to be let loose. I yeah. just knew it, and I was like, I didn't want to deal with that. I wanted it to be 100% legit, no questions asked. I killed this deer fair and square, no bait, no nothing. There was It was going to be a, the most perfect clean kill in my book. you know. Yeah. I knew it kind of had to be that way, All right. and that morning it just didn't feel right, so I didn't let the arrow fly right
0: so you had an encounter with your your number one buck and uh, yeah he he came by too early you didn't take the shot you let him walk how many over the next couple over that four-day weekend uh, how many more encounters did you have with that buck
2: that was the only encounter I've ever had with him
0: oh okay all right
2: that was yeah that was it that was it that was it that was it first time Damn! Being, seeing him, first time seeing him, even close. I mean, I mean, not even. I didn't even get a, you know, a super late or super early morning, and then, you know, somehow make him out, you know, and see yeah. that it was him. I and that was literally the first time I've ever even known he was within any range of me, you know, yeah. and yeah. is not so, surprising because all the all the cameras were just showing complete, not almost nocturnal moving. Right. You know?
1: Right.
0: So, how many more days after that did you did you chase him?
2: Uh, non, almost nonstop. Is as, as any any time I had free time, I was. It wasn't like I was hunting one spot either. <laughs> like not that that spot where I I literally let that spot I just kind of like. I just kind of let it be for a while, because I felt like when he walked away, he he knew something was up, man. Like, you know, he heard the the mud hit the you know, he, and where he walked off, he walked off in a a really secure spot like he he knew something was off right you know and I whenever you're that close to a deer you really never feel like they didn't know you were there you know I don't know it's weird when you get into that range of just of that like a big old buck I really unless they do they unless they come strolling in and they just stroll right on by and there's just no spin skip a beat I mean, that'd be the only time I ever think that, oh, I got away with that, he didn't know I was here. Yeah. But almost all the time, them big bucks that, you know, chasing around this public ground, I don't know, they have a sense of something. I don't know. I've heard people talk about that, that hex suit thing, like they can see, you know, I don't know if any of that shit's true, but I tell you what, I know these big bucks, they have some sort of a, a sense, you know, I don't know what it is, yeah. but I feel like they just hardly ever get close to me and, and, and not look like they're a little bit bothered you know like they always look like they're a little bothered by something and uh so yeah he walked off that stuff and and i like i said i kept on hunting this deer and whenever i was in the woods i was hunting that deer and it may be taking long shots at certain spots in that timber you know and i was i was bouncing around everywhere this is a giant chunk of a timber too i don't even know how big it is it's just it's big you know and it was that was like part of the the challenge was this deer has a lot of ground to roam and and he could be anywhere there was bedding areas all over you can go deep, there's bedding areas, you can go shallow, there's bedding areas you can go anywhere there's yeah. this, he could be anywhere and so I bounced around just putting pressure in different areas, you know, and just trying to see if I could connect and you know it got into gun season and basically picked up the rifle and I was like, all right. I went and hunted, I think two times for him with my rifle, two or three times. And I became, I became, I started to feel a little silly because where I was going to kill him, I was all bull range yeah. where I felt like I was going to kill this deer was all bow range. And so I, I was like, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not going to bring this. I, and I was, figured I better just bring my bow, you know? Yeah. And so that this leading into my rifle deer now it's uh november 11th and and rifle season like i said it started the 9th so like i said i hunted like three or four hunts with my rifle back there where i where i was hunting him and i just was like man i feel sillier and shit I'm carrying my rifle around and i can only shoot like 50 yards tops and and uh i was like man i don't know and the week before rifle season started, my, this is where this, basically the story of my rifle buck starts, is I take my buddy, he comes from Minnesota, he comes up every year and he bow hunts North Dakota out of state, and uh, he's been one of the guys that comes up and paddle fishes with me for, I don't know, probably 12, 13 years now, and uh, so he decided he was going to start coming up doing some bow hunting, and uh, I was like, yeah, dude, it's awesome, you know, he came up a couple of years in a row and we've killed some good bucks. So he comes up and I'm like, Hey dude, we're going to go out. Um, I kind of took a break. I I knew I had to give that area a little break anyways. So I had the 6th, 7th and 8th off. That's when my, my vacation started for hunting. I had the 6th through the 21st off. And so I was like, all right, he's in, he's at my house and, uh, I always love running around with him. It's, It's a great time. So I was like, Hey dude, let's, let's, uh, let's go out to that spot where you killed your buck last year. Let's sneak out there and see if we can, you know, conjure up some magic like we did last year. And he's like, all right, hell yeah, let's do it. And we get out there, and we didn't quite get all the way to where we wanted to get set up. Deer started moving around, and we just kind of had to be like, all right, we'll just hang out here. You know, let's just hang out right here. And on the way in, we, we ran into a whole bunch of scrapes and uh, and just looked like prime, prime hunting right now. Like, it was, we were just like, holy shit, this is going to be good. This is, there's a lot of sign here. And so he's hunting, I'm filming. This, I'm watching these, I'm filming these does straight out in front of us. And this blur just goes right through my screen, and I was like, that was a buck. It just comes screaming through there, and I was like, that was close to me too. And the wind was blowing pretty good, and it was fresh snow, so you couldn't really hear a whole lot. And this deer just comes blazing by in I turn, and I get the camera over there, and I'm like, holy shit, that's a big eight. That's a that's a big four by four. And I was like, where the hell's he going? All the dozer right in front of us, like he he was like he was on his way out of here, like acted like something was running him down or something. And I kind of pan back over, and I see the dozer looking off to my left, where that deer came from. Here comes that giant eight, the giant that I ended up shooting the rifle. He comes running in. He basically tracks it. He kind of basically just follows that buck. And I I slap. I kind of turn around. I'm like I'm like Perry, Perry, freaking giant right here, like. And he was kind of kind of watching that other eight or it still, and so I get him over and he's he's looking over there and I'm like dude you know I'm on him you know like I couldn't tell from his angle because we were both on the ground and he was kind of under a leaning tree that I was kind of like standing in the middle of a clump of trees and leaning on that tree that so he was like under me almost and so I couldn't tell what his angle looked like. But I told him, like, I'm on him, I'm on him, and he get, he gets through all the shooting lanes. There wasn't really much of a shooting lane anyways, apparently. So he gets through, and he's walking away. And I'm just filming this thing going, holy shit, what am I looking at right now? I see this big palmated antler, and I'm like, that thing is a giant. You know, I haven't seen an eight like that, I don't think, ever. And so he goes off, and we're filming him and watching him, and he goes off and hits about 15 scrapes, like, in a row, just hammering them. And he's just all postured up, you know. He's just letting that other buck know, like don't even, don't even think about it, man. Like he ran him off, and now he's just freshening up all his scrapes after that snow. And he turns and he kind of angles to our southeast. The wind's coming out of the northwest. And I'm like, Perry, we got to move, man. He's at like 80 yards that buck. I'm like, we got to move. He's like, what? I'm like, we got to move. I'm like, gotta move. I'm like he's going to those scrapes we walked by on the edge of that timber line, he's going to walk right to them scrapes. And he's going to hit them. That's what he's doing. He just hit like 10 of them. He's going for the other ones. I was like, if he gets over there, he's going to wind us and our hunt's over for him anyways. And so I'm just like, let's go, let's go. So I'm watching him as we're moving and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. And we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. And we get to the edge of that timber line where our wind's blowing out to the Southeast of it and it's running east, the timber line runs east west. So our, our wind is blowing out of the edge of the timber and it's kind of heading out across this open grassy area. And I'm like, I don't think he's going to keep going after that buck. And so we hang up on that edge. I was like, but if he does, we're going to see, you know, if he comes out of that timber at the end, we're going to see it at least. And then, you know, we're kind of screwed at that point. There's no way we could make a move from there. I said, ideally, he's going to go hit those scrapes and he's going to work his way right back past us. You know, that's what we were thinking. And we're sitting there and we're filming and I'm, I'm filming. I'm trying to pick him out. I thought I could see him at one point and uh, it looked like he was looking towards us. So I was like, shit, I think he might've picked us off while he moved into this spot. Maybe. Well, a couple minutes passes and here he comes. He just comes right around the corner of that big pile of timber heading right towards us.
0: Working a scrape line.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I hit that scrape line and now he's just, working his way back into the wind, you know, it's, he's walking right into the wind now, and, you know, it's perfect for him coming into the wind, And ours is just cutting off his his side, so he couldn't catch us, I was like, man, this is going to happen, I told Harry, I a like, get ready, dude, that sucker's coming, and uh, he comes in, turns broadside at 30, we, we macked at him, buddy lets an arrow fly, and I just hear a loud crack, and I'm like, oh shit, it sounded just like some hit a you know a stick you know I'm like that didn't sound like a a deer hit so a deer runs off and I'm like god he's still you know in my mind I was like he looked weird you know like he didn't look like a deer that just got spooked his tail wasn't even up you know his tail was down and I was like god it almost seemed like you know you hit him but I was like let's go look I guess but it sounded like you missed so we go look you know he's long gone and uh we're looking at his tracks in the snow I could see where he launched from and where he took his first few bounds, and I'm like man, there's no blood, and you know, and we kind of looked, looked for a little ways up that up his track line. There, there's no blood anywhere, and uh, finally found the the piece of the arrow. He brought, he broke off about uh, three, four inches of the end of the arrow with the, with the broadhead, and we looked back at the footage after finding his arrow because it was just clean, and I was like, yeah, dude, you had to hit a stick. And then we were looking at where he was and where we were. I was like, oh, you might have hit this one right here. And went after I, After he shot, he kind of was looking at his shot after he ran off from our where we were sitting. He was like, oh, shit, dude. He's like, it does sound like we hit a stick. You know, I hit a stick. And I was like, yeah, it sounded like it. He's like, God, I think there is a stick there. I didn't even see that damn thing. And I'm like, well, shit, man, that happened fast, you know. Like, that could happen to anybody, you know. Right. And so... We look at the footage and sure shit, you could see his arrow hit that twig and you could see the, the long half broke off and flying out to the side, but we couldn't find the other piece. And we're just like, I was like, that sucker to be like stuck in the limb there or something. You know, it was weird. Never did find it. And we get back to the house and we we're replaying footage and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, what if that was in him? Like, what if that, what if that hit him? Like, you know, kind of joking. Cause it was like, what are the odds of that? You know, it hitting a limb, breaking, and then that sticking him, right? Right. I was like, that's, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, I was like, well, you got to get back out there and hunt that deer. You know, like, you got four days left for, before you leave. And he's like, well, rifle season opens Friday, you know, and I'm like, you should, aren't you going to go after him? And he was going to leave Sunday, I think. And uh, I was like, dude, you go after him. I don't, you know, if you don't get him, maybe I'll go after him later with the rifle. You know, no big deal. Like, you got a, you know, you got a bone to pick with that buck. He got away. That was, that was, that was your buck, man. Yeah. You know, and he's like, all right, cool. You know? So he was hunting him. He kept hunting him. And so did my other, my other buddy was, he was kind of hunting that area too. And so I told them both, like, you guys better kill that sucker. Cause <laughs> if you guys don't get him come maybe this next weekend, I'm going to head out there. <laughs> and so they hunted him and they never did catch up with him. Never did see him. And I actually started to wonder if that, that arrow didn't get in him. And I was kinda half kind of nervous and scared. I was like, Man, did that somehow get in him and fatally kill him or or do something enough to where I don't know, maybe he's sick or something right now or something weird. And I don't know. I was just kinda talking myself out of it. But it was the thought was in my head. It was kinda right. just like that would be weird. So I head out there uh would have been on the eleventh in the morning and it was kind of funny how that happened, too. It was his last day here, my buddy's. He was leaving at, like, noon, flying out. And he was asking me the night before, He's like, "Can you going to go out there and get him? Get him and hunt him down or what? And I'm like, I don't know, man. He's like, I've given that, you know, the HBI, you know, I've given him some time to kind of, you know, settle down. And hopefully there ain't been too many people messing around. I think I'm going to go after him, actually, you know. And I was going to bring my bow and all that stuff. And I just... Took off from the house intending to go hunt HBI, and I got to basically the the Y and the the Y in the road, you know, go one way or the other, and I don't know, I just turned my blinker on, I turned turned right instead of going straight, and I headed out for that four by four. It was just one of those things; that just felt right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going after him. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I, I head out there, and it is a hell of a long walk where I went, and. uh Kind of got to do it a little bit sneaky. You got know, to kind of hide below an embankment and stuff because deer could be running around anywhere in that area, especially at you know early morning hours. And so it was kind of I had to do a little bit of a circle on them. I hidden. I walked through a ditch for about I don't know quarter mile trying to stay below so nothing could see me. If, you know, if nothing else, they had heard it would maybe hear me and not be too worried about it. And uh, just made a big circle. Hit hit this big embankment, and then kind of walked below the embankment, and every all the deer I expected to be up the embankment and out in the grassy fields and all that stuff and so I kind of skirted all the deer basically to get back to where they were gonna be heading back to bed and uh my buddy had taken one of my tree stands a couple of days prior, and he he wanted to get up in the up in the air so he could see a little better and maybe be able to find him again and so I was like, yeah yeah and he talked about where he wanted to hang it. and I was like, Yeah, there's a perfect tree. I said, It'll work perfect for me, too, you know, if you hang it there for rifles. So, yeah. So he went and hung it there, and I was heading to that tree stand. And I got set up. And it was just just one of those perfect mornings, man. The snow was just lightly falling, and just like one of those peaceful, just everything seemed right. Everything felt, you know, it felt like the entrance was so good. And I just, one of those mornings where you're just like, just thankful, you know, mainly to just be out doing it. You know, getting after it, got some big bucks to chase. And you know, finally had a rifle tag in my hand and hadn't hadn't had one for seven, eight years, something like that. And uh so it's kinda of traditional it was kind of like a tradition thing, like it used to be a big thing up here with rifles and you know, a whole bunch of deer drives and stuff like that. So I was having those kind of thoughts, thinking back of when I had my, my wife Jen, who was my girlfriend then and my best buddy and my dad out on that same piece, we did a deer drive and I shot my first good buck with a rifle. I was thinking back on all that stuff, you know, basically looking at the area where we were all at when, I, when it all happened and reminiscing, you know, just having one of those mornings where it's like, man, I'm pretty fortunate to be able to do all this stuff and where I live, you know, growing up here. Right. And so, it, you know, it got light and just the, the whole mentality and the vibe was just something was going to happen. I just got a feeling, and the big eight that he ran off, that light, the first light was running these does all over, and right away, I kind of go, oh, man, if he's out here running around with all these does, where's that big dude, like, I'm, that's the first thing I thought, I'm like, did he, did he get fatally shot with that arrow, I'm thinking, like, or did, did he leave, or? somebody else get him or what's going on? Cause it was, it was really strange the way that deer was acting that other, the other eight. He, he acted like he was the King shit, you know, right. there was another, another buck kind of running around the area and he kind of running him off. And I'm like, this place ain't real that it wasn't that big, you know? And I was like, well, maybe the big dudes, you know, tied up with the doe somewhere it's that time of the year lockdown. And so them deer kind of all moved off and watched them all bed down. And, and I'm like, well, I don't know. I was kind of starting to get skeptical there for a little bit and was wondering whether or not, you know, because them guys hadn't seen him, you know, this past three, four days, whatever it was. And uh, so I was like, I don't know, maybe he moved off, maybe got spooked by that or something like that, or he got hit or something. And I just kind of sitting there and turned to my left, and holy shit, there he was at 200 yards. He was just rounding a point of trees. I was like, ooh, here we go. Started getting all my cameras and stuff all turned on and and uh get set up and I was having a hell of a time trying to get a good rest because I mean with a rifle you know it, it's not one of those things the easiest to shoot from a tree generally unless you have like a big strap on uh those big shooting rails and stuff like that that people sometimes carry around and so I was kind of having a tough time getting a good rest on the deer and at the angle he was moving i was only going to have you know a hundred yard span and he was kind of feeding fairly quickly at the right when i first seen him and i didn't see the doe that was in front of him but there ended up being a doe that was in front of him in some tall grass so he was with that doe that's that's what he that's what he was doing he was just tending the doe and uh i finally found a good good spot to rest my gun took a couple deep breaths let one fly and At the time, like I said, I thought it was just him standing there. So as soon as I shoot, I look up, and there's this tail, and it's just bounding away. And I'm like, oh, God, no way. I just missed that deer at 200 yards with my rifle. Like, no way. I was right on. I'm like, it felt so good. And I get my binos up, and that deer kind of runs behind that point of trees. And I'm watching. I'm trying to pick it out through the trees, and then it finally turns, and it comes back out into the open. And I was like, holy shit, there's the doe. There's a doe. Okay. <laughs> well, he he didn't run away, so he's down. I was, I was pumped, man. I was I was celebrating, and uh, in about I don't know ten minutes there, I'm kind of just you know couldn't believe it this happened. I mean, I just shot a giant eight, and you know I'm feeling freaking awesome, and and uh, start to send a couple of texts, and I look up and I see this buck out there, and I'm like, and it's facing the other direction, and and I seen it kind of bob its head up and down like it was just feeding and i'm like what the hell's going on here like immediately i go did i just do what i've heard people have done like knock out a deer and then it got back up and now it doesn't really know what's going on and it's just feeding around again like that was the thought i had i was like is this deer okay like what what the hell happened here and so i get my gun up and i couldn't really see any blood but i could tell he, he was acting weird and i was like all right well i'll put another one in him And, uh, so I put another shell in and knocked him down and, you know, he's down and I'm like, well, that was weird. It just seemed weird. I thought there was even another buck coming over to gore him or, you know, I've heard stuff like that happening. And so all those thoughts came through my head right away. I thought, you know, I thought I shot his antler off or something, you know, have you ever heard of that?
0: Yeah, I have.
2: Yeah. And then they'll knock out a deer and then. I don't know, then they'll wake up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, I was kind of shitting my pants there for a minute, man. I was, I was, uh, I was like in a panic. It was kind of cool. Like, we all kind of feel like and, and kind of want to, you know, say we play it cool in those times of like, no, I wasn't. Not even a chance, dude. I was in a full panic. The GoPro <laughs> footage watching me freaking out is, it's hilarious, man. It's like, I, it make I can feel what I was feeling in that moment, just watching it. It was just like panic, you know, like right. what the hell's going on here, dude, and you're trying to jack shells into your gun and it was kind of crazy, but you know it ended out good, and you know put a good shot on him, knocked him down, and finished him off but and that yeah, it was it was crazy
0: it's it's crazy, it's crazy that we're we're an hour and ten minutes into this podcast or into this interview right now, and yeah. It's you spent. It's 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 cool how you spent a majority of the time talking about a buck that you didn't even harvest, right? The strategy yeah. and the chess match with this one, and then mm-hmm. the shorter part, the, the the short part here on on this particular buck is, hey, uh, you knew he was in there from another guy. You went to a good spot and you shot him, and that kind of just shows mm-hmm. you that sometimes you got to put a lot of work in, and sometimes yep. you don't have to put that much work in. Right. It just... Yeah.
2: Sometimes things just happen, right? Sometimes, sometimes you connect on on your first couple tries that you you feel like is going to happen, right? Right. And then there's there's other times where it doesn't matter what you do. It just doesn't matter what you do, man. Like it just and that's the that's the whole game. Like that's that's what hunting is. Like sometimes people just have that luck on their side. You know, whether you call it luck or whatever the hell you want to say it, it is, it, but it is. It's something and chance. Whatever, but some people just are in the right spot at the right time. And that's right. as simple as it gets. Right, and it can be that simple, you know. Yep. So and, you know.
0: So but, you you end up you end up taking this buck, great buck. So real real quickly, describe describe this buck, age and rough score, so everybody can get an idea of what you just. Killed. Well, my
2: my yeah, my buddy my buddy uh, my buddy Justin called me or texted me. Sh- after he's seen the picture of me shooting that deer and he's, he, he said, I got, I got the sheds of that deer. You can have them from last year. And he told me he's got to be six and a half, seven and a half for sure. That's okay. what he told me. Yeah. And he's probably, yeah. I mean, he's just a giant eight and all the palmated antlers. is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen that much palmation. It was, I mean, it's like five, five and a half inches just straight across, you know? Yeah. So it's just massive, just cool. I mean, one of those things is just, You probably, I'm probably not going to shoot another eight, you know, probably that big ever again. And it's not a world class eight, like it's not like 170 inches, but you know, for, for me, man, it it is, for me, it is a world class eight because of where I'm hunting and where I killed him and the whole thing, it's just like, I won't be able to beat that eight. It's just too cool. Right. And, but I mean, if I had to take a rough guess at him, I know people like to know inches and stuff. I would put him in that 150, 155 range for an eight. You know, yeah, is I, what I would guess
0: him at. Yeah, that's crazy. So, because uh, just a tank. Although I don't like to measure deer, I got so much pressure <laughs> from people wanting to know the score of my deer yeah, this year yeah. that I ended up putting a tape to him, and it was just yep. just under one. You know, and I'm not a professional measure by any any means, but just right. under 154. Right. So when you have mm-hmm. that kind of mass on an eight pointer and he's in the like low, you know, low one fifties, man, that's, that's spectacular.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Like some people wouldn't call it a world class eight, you know, because there are some world class eights out there that are just absolutely enormous. Right. 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 But for, for here, for where I'm at and where it all happened, man, in my book, like I I couldn't be any happier with that. It It was incredible.
0: All right. But you're not done yet. Right, and uh,
2: this next one won't take too long, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I only
2: have six days in between that. Right. So.
0: so, you you ended up you ended up having to go back to work for a little bit, right, or not?
2: Nope, I'm still I'm still going hard. Okay, yep. you're still going, still going hard.
0: hard. And yep. uh, so I send I'm, I'm looking at my text message text messages right now, uh, <laughs> and I think my my question to you was, are you grinding? And, and I, you, you replied with the picture of this, just like a trophy shot. I'm just like, what the hell? Why? Like, cause me and you, me and you had this pact before the season started that we were going to yeah. be on each other's call list. Once we shot it, you know, once we, once we yeah. shot a deer, like, or either I'll call you yep. or I'll text you or something <laughs> like that. So I'll, let me find it real quick. Uh, um,
2: uh, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was like,
0: you grinded, and it was like, that was the day before. Uh, something about, yeah, yeah, cool. Let, I say, cool, let me know. We'll do. And then the next day, which is November 18th or whenever, I don't even know. When did you shoot this buck? November. Yeah, the
2: 18th is when I recovered him, shot him the 17th.
0: Okay, so you shot him on the 17th, yep. and the first picture that I, the first text that I get that day <laughs> is, a picture of you yeah. with that this giant so real quick walk us through <laughs> i mean this deer is a stud straight up
2: yeah dude yeah you know what's what's really crazy is that deer i didn't even know that i didn't know that deer was in there where i was hunting that's how crazy this is like and he was he was there the whole time but i never seen him i never got any pictures of him that just tells you like i was on the giant piece and so there's all these pockets in there and these it's almost like I kind of split it up into quadrants almost, you know, four different spots. Like I was like, I kind of had a feeling there was different groups of deer in those areas. And so, and it made you, know, you know, my hunch was right. Cause I was like, there's gotta be, there's some tanks in here. And I wasn't going to shoot anything. I wasn't gonna shoot anything unless it was, it was unless it was the caliber of the buck I was chasing. I like that. Everybody's like, "Oh, is it him or nothing?" I'm like, "Yeah, basically," because I don't even know if there's another deer out there that would rival him in that area. So pretty much, you know. And I said, but if something random shows up, something might get shot." Right. And uh, but here's how it goes, dude is freaking nuts. So I slept in that morning. Felt like a real piece of crap. Just. Like, wow, you slept in, you got vacation, you slept in, you didn't go hunting on the 17th. So I woke up kind of pissy, you know, just one of those where you, everybody kind of knows when you sleep in, you don't go hunting, you kind of wake up that way. Yeah. And you're already going, you know, cussing yourself out. And so I was like, all right, I'm up. I'm going to pack all my stuff up. I'm going to get everything ready. You know, bring, got to bring extra snacks, man. That's that's one key. Can't, can't be running around out there without snacks. So, I put myself a hell of a nice care package together on this one because I' was like, "Well, i got all the time this morning, you as well put a whole bunch of shit together and head out there and sit the rest of the day, you know, and this spot this spot I was in and I was headed, I was like, "Man, after that's my first encounter spot, I started to figure out he changed he changed shit up after that." because the cameras were telling me that. He's changing some stuff up. I moved a little deeper, and then I, I kind of figured out a path of travel off of some scrapes. I put a camera on on this big, heavy, scraped-up Russian olive bush that was a little bit deeper from where I had the encounter with him in October. And I kept... I, I set the camera up so I could for sure see what direction he was entering that, that area and leaving that area. And that's pretty much what, what made me figure out where he was you know that's that's why I ended up where I ended up killing this deer so I get in there about I don't know noon something like that and hell of a walk in there again made a big long circle a like mile and a half something like that and I get I get back there I don't have a tree stand or nothing at this point I'm just I'm running around on the ground you know and uh I guess I get in there gets I crept my way in there quiet super quiet It wasn't very windy, so I was really nervous about making a whole lot of noise. And I got set up, and I looked out, and I'm kind of looking at my lanes from where I was sitting. I was kind of sitting on uh, the edge of a big fallen tree. It was kind of facing straight out on my right-hand side, basically straight outwards where it fell. And everything that I wanted to shoot was going to come around the end of that tree one way or the other, basically, because there was a big clump of fallen trees on my left-hand side. And so whatever I was going to shoot was going to have to go around some pretty big piles of brush, you know, and it would, by the time they would see me, it would be too late. That was the plan, you know. And so I barely get set up there, and I'm kind of looking at my lanes, and I see one limb kind of sticking out a little bit into my shooting lane off that fallen tree, and I'm like, uh, maybe I should go out there and clip, trip that, you know, clip that off while I get, get all my stuff ready and first, and then I'll sneak out there and clip it really quick. Well, by the time I got all my stuff ready and I'm barely getting the camera all hooked up and I hear deer mo- walking, and here here comes a, a nice buck. You know, one I had passed earlier this year. And he's moving he's moving from the west to the east, which is away from all the open fields and roads and all that stuff. He's moving towards the river, basically. And it was, seems kind of odd, but you know, it's the rut. They're, they're gonna be cruising around going all over. So I didn't think much of it. He comes by, sure shit, like that that whole scenario would've worked perfect. It's like, all right, if I can get if I can get HBI to do that, man. I just kept thinking in my head and picturing that that being him, like, for the rest of the afternoon and from from about two thirty about two two thirty, um, it just seemed like this this parade of bucks started coming by. And was weird because there wasn't there wasn't a doe that came through right there that I knew of, maybe some did earlier before I got there, but they never they never looked to be like they were on the trail of something. They never looked like they were, like, seeking, really. They just kind of looked like they were just meandering through, you know. It didn't really look ruddy at all, you know. And so I was kind of wondering, what are all these bucks cruising from west-east here? I was like, this is kind of weird. I didn't expect that, really. And uh, finally about the, the fifth buck that comes. I, I look up, and it's, you know, hour before dark. And I look up, and right away, I go, oh, shit, it's HBI. Pl- plain as day, you know, I knew it was him. I mean, all I've been saying all year is give me one shot, you know. I've been asking the universe, like, give me one shot. That's all I want. I don't need another one, so give me one. I'll be happy, you know. I know I can make it happen.
0: So you so, thought you thought the deer that you shot was actually him?
2: Oh, that's that's him. Oh,
0: you He's did coming. see him.
2: Yeah. So, he comes and it happens about as perfect as I could have thought it up. It's perfect. I mean, nothing else could have went any better. I pictured that moment for 3 months. I pictured it and I figured, you know, I I watched myself do it, I had dreams about it, you know. And that's that's real. Like I did that several times in, in my dreams. I wake up and tell, tell my wife, like, I shot HBI last night. It's pretty sweet. (laughs) (laughs) you know. And so, you know, envisioning it, seeing it in my dreams, like, I just knew it was going to happen, man. I was like, I just got to keep grinding. It's got to keep going. It's going to happen. And I just kept asking the universe, like, I don't know, I found myself in the tree stand almost every time just going, please, please just give me one shot. Just give me one shot at this deer. And finally, I'm in that moment, dude. And like, I went right into kill mode like just it didn't startle me it didn't phase me or nothing like I just turned I had the camera on already he's walking I got it on the shooting lane he's gonna walk right off the end of that tree and I'm gonna kill him that's what I told myself and he does that he comes and it's crazy dude he's the only buck out of all them bucks he stepped past that tree and he rose up and he turned he looked straight at me dude right at me 22 20, uh, 25 yards and he just turned, looked right at me, and I settled the pin right in there. Let her fly, and I watch it sail right over his back.
0: Oh, I didn't know you had right a over sh- his back, dude. I didn't know you had a shot on him.
2: Yeah, not a lot of people do. <laughs> well, now everybody knows, buddy. <laughs> oh man, dude, let me tell you, the curse words were flying. I didn't, I did not keep it together very well after that. No. <laughs> I did not keep it together very well after that. And I'll tell you what, when I when I share this stuff on video, I ain't bleeping nothing because what happened to me after that is literally the realest shit you're going to have with a bow owner that's chasing a deer like that yeah. and has that happen. That's real, man. Like, you know. Been there. In this day and age, it's just like people got to see it. Like, And I, I want them to hear it. Like, I know kids are watching and everything like that, but you know what? I'll just say this. The internet you know like the internet kids can't hide from it anymore anyways so i i'm i am like i'm freaking out right now you know yeah i just had that one shot that i've asked for and i see that arrow fly literally like a vein width above his back man and he's running off and you can just the audio and, and the footage and everything is you hear him just snorting Like, just, like, he stopped at, like, 60 yards, no shots there, completely through the brush and everything, and he stops and he looks back, and he is just, like, you know, almost telling me, like, ah, almost got me. You know, like, (laughs) nope. You know, and then he runs off and he's snorting. I could hear him snort for I don't know how far, man. It was so quiet in the woods. It was just, it was like salt in the wound, man. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. You know, that's all I could think was like, I can't believe I did that. Like, I do not miss at that range. I just don't, man. You know, it was like, it was just like missing the game winning layup. You know, it was, it was horrible. And so I'm sulking, man. I'm just, I'm in the worst place, you know, at that point. Just, I, my deer's gone. Like, my hunt's over at that point in my book. Like, completely over. I'm not, I'm not thinking nothing, but i'm gonna pack this shit up and get out of here you know like
1: yeah.
2: i just wanted to run and just leave and just hide you know and not even tell anybody like i didn't even it was just like i didn't even want to see anybody i didn't want to talk to nobody i didn't like, it was just i just wanted to oh man escape yep. just be like this it didn't sucks. happen it's uh, quite honestly dude i was sitting there In i was after it happened it was so much of a shock I literally thought I was gonna wake up at any point. Like, <laughs> I literally thought like that was a dream happening, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna wake up, wake up, dude!" Like it was like in your dream when you wake yourself up sometimes you're having one of those crazy ass dreams. Yep. And I literally was having that exact same feeling, and I was like, and "I never woke up." I was like, "This is real shit, dude." So
0: I, I couldn't believe it. So you miss him, but did yeah. you you killed? The buck that you ended up killing on the same night.
2: Twenty minutes later.
0: Holy shit! I hate your guts, dude.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is where I hate my guts even more. And this is so this was a season of like the most massive ups and downs and mental game I've ever had in my whole life for any hunting season. Like the, it's just been so wild that. I just don't know if I'll have a whole lot of other seasons that are gonna like challenge me mentally like this one did. So in 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 me throwing a fit, man, this is for real. This is all. This is I broke the golden rule, man. I broke the golden rule. Like this filming, I started packing all my shit up. <laughs> I pack all my shit up. I'm leaving, dude. I'm ready to. I have all my camera gear put away. I have my bow put away in my 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 bow sling. I'm thinking, there ain't you know. In my mind, my hunt was over. My my season was pretty much over at that point. I'm 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 literally thinking that because I have, like, almost no days left, and once I go back to work after this, it's this is it, man, you know? Like, getting a chance at that deer is, you know, maybe one out of the three, four times I might have the rest of the year. I don't know about that, you know? And so I'm literally like, well, there it was, dude. You had your chance, you asked for it, you got it, and you blew it, you yeah. know? I'm packing all my stuff up, got all packed up, about ready to take my my uh, winter clothing off, my bibs and my coat, and strap them to my, my pack. And I hear a twig break, and then I hear some crunching, and I'm like, is that a deer? And I'm coming right from where he came from and right where he ran, you know, because he came in and he ran right out the same way he came in. And I'm like, no way. Like the thought, like the dreamer in me, the boy, was like, Oh, he's coming back <laughs> and then the adult with me was like there's no freaking way dude shut up you know like he's right. coming back <laughs> and uh so i'm like whatever you know i just got down on my knees right away and as soon as i knew it was a deer walking at me i could tell it was a deer so i got my bow and i pulled my my bow sling off and knocked an arrow reached in my pocket grabbed my release clicked it looked up and here he was coming right around the corner of them trees same as all those other bucks did and I'm like no way that's a giant that's a different buck I've never seen that deer instantly I go I I kind of got sick like just in that second like I don't have no camera and I go well meant to be yep. right <laughs> so, so I said meant to be and I was like I'm gonna kill this deer and right from that moment on I was in kill mode again he comes to the end of them trees they were falling and I draw back and uh I thought maybe he'd seen me click my release on when, when I looked up and I, you know, I think I thought he'd seen me. Right. And then he, then he acted like he didn't. He kind of acted kind of almost like he was coming in territorial in a way. You know, he kind of had that body language and I was like, Oh, did he think I was a deer? Did he think he's seen a deer? Whatever. You know, like he, he's on a move now. He's going to come right past the tip of them trees here. So I draw back, he doesn't come out and he's, I finally see him move and he's doing the, moving the head every position, left, right, up and down, and he's trying to look into that shit where I'm sitting. And I'm like, no way, he didn't see me. I I drew back, you know, when he had his head kind of down and everything, and I drew back so clean and smooth, like he didn't see me draw. And then finally he peeks back to his left, my right, and I see him looking at me, and then I see him flick his tail and kind of licked his nose and turned his head. And he kicked it to the right and i seen that giant flyer off of him and i actually thought it was a different buck i had pictures of in september and pretty much hadn't seen that deer and there that would have been over where we were seeing all them bucks in the summertime and so i was like oh shit that's that flyer buck holy cow yeah i'm gonna kill a big buck here because he was a big deer and he turns i was like that takes off walking now i'm already ready and it's but it was a hell of a wait. It was, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes probably full draw, and he comes around the end and I shoot him, and that's that, dude. <laughs> <I wouldn't... laughs> it was nuts. That's crazy. It was crazy. That's crazy. And then, you know, and then the whole night, you know, I'll tell you what.
0: So you let I don't him? I like him there o- without a camera. So you let him sit overnight.
2: Yeah, that—that's the whole thing, dude. Like the. I haven't shot a deer off camera in so long. I kept thinking, and I kept going back to my camera to watch the footage. And I'm like, "Dude, you didn't even film the damn thing!" Like, because I wanted to see the shot. Yeah. I'll tell you what, dude. I don't know how guys put up with that. I don't know how they. I don't. I don't. I don't know how they not like to have that shot replay. Because, yeah. <laughs> because I, I was kind of just, I was, I was in, just panic, like just half sick because I was like, man, I, I look like it maybe hit him back a little bit, but when he was running away, I could see a yeah. big exit hole. And I'm like, so that whole like questioning was just eating me alive, man. Yeah, Like not being able to see it all over again was just eating me up.
0: So, and so we gotta, we gotta fast forward because I'm getting texts from my wife that's saying, uh, I gotta put the baby to bed. And as you know, okay, dude. I have, <laughs> my office is also a nursery. So <laughs> we're on recording. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> so you ended up, you ended up having to leave him overnight. You had to let him sit. Yep. You went back there to the next yep. morning to look for him. Um, yeah. How long did it take for you to for you to find him?
2: Uh, about about an hour, hour and a half. We yeah. took it pretty slow. Yeah. Found like twenty five beds. It was unreal. I've never seen a deer bed down so much. So where'd you so hit him? Back. back. Hit him back. Okay. Yeah. It was mainly gut. Gut.
0: Yep. All right. So so you so got. I was. Yeah. You got. You ended up. You ended up being able to retrieve him. Now I want you to quickly uh, describe this deer for all, you know, all the listeners, because he's a very unique and giant deer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so walking up on him, I thought it was a deer that my dad was after walking up on him. Like I, I didn't, I thought it was one deer walking up on him. Right. I thought it was this flyer bug. Nope. Turns out it's holy shit. He's got a flyer off the other side. And I just in my head right away go that's the the freak deer the freak buck my dad calls the freak buck he has had shit everywhere wasn't that deer either i literally freak out i'm pulling his head up out of the trees that he was fell in and i'm pulling him out of there and i'm saying it's him and then my buddy's like that ain't that ain't the buck your dad's talking about and i'm like holy hell how many of these things are there and so he you know he has a he's two he has two giant brow tines just super tall i mean his regular is like a big basically a five by four frame and his right g 2s has got two stickers coming off he's like shaped like a turkey foot on that and he's got a flyer off the back of his left beam that's like seven so inches gross. or something
0: so gross what is he you think
2: oh uh 160 170 He's he's
0: a stud, and so, yeah. You know, go to the go to the Sportsman's Nation website, and you'll uh, you'll see a picture of him there. But
1: uh, yeah, man, yeah.
0: You've had uh, congratulations on one hell of a, a roller coaster season, and it's one of those seasons that makes you uh, you know makes you love it just that much more.
2: Yeah, man. It's yeah. It doesn't get much better than this season. Like just yeah.
1: Thank you.